of the things that I recently have been um, attempting to do, I guess, or have taken a liking to doing is interpretive dance, right? When I'm like cleaning or I've always kind of done it here and there, but like recently, recently, I've just been really at it with interpretive dancing, right? The other day, aka yesterday, I was doing these really crazy awesome moves, like twirls in the air, some flips that weren't flips. It's pretty much like one of those things where it's like, this is what I think I look like, but this is what I actually look like. Um, scenarios. But swinging it off just, the door frame. Swinging off. So then I was just like, I was listening to Breath of Life by um, Florence and the Machine. And if anybody knows that song, like it's just a powerful song with so much powerful energy that just makes you want to just like move every inch of your body and just like, you know, just uh, magical, right? So then I do a twirly off of the door frame. I held on to the top of the door frame and I just twirled my body around and my body, instead of stopping like a normal body should do, who's able and capable of controlling their interpretive dance moves, um, just kept flowing and I just kept twirling and then I hit one wall and then everything on that wall. So there's, we have like this, this, um, we have this suitcase, this table. suitcase table thing with with um, frames and art pieces on it, and I crash into that, and everything just falls on the ground. Oh, and Lord. then I and that that's not it. Then I crash into the other wall right next to it, and then everything over there just crumbles. And then I like hit my face somehow onto like the door, and just like slow motion. Everything was like Ahmed could have gone, made popcorn, came back, and continued <laughs> spectating and watching while I was falling. <laughs> and it just was like so funny. And I was on the floor laughing hysterically. Ahmed thought I was crying and he was like holding his laugh. And he was like, are you okay? I need to know if you're okay because if you are okay, that was the funniest <laughs> <laughs> she like literally Muhammad when I tell you she fell in eight parts like I'm not I'm not kidding here I am sitting at my desk that's like right next to that door frame I see her swing through spin and then she she stutter steps and I was like oh she caught herself then she falls hits that wall and I was like okay she's done now she falls again hits the other wall okay she's done now smashes her face into the door frame hits her ankle on the door frame falls and onto the ground hits the other wall in the hallway and it's just like I, I'm just I'm so shocked because like I think it's over but it keeps happening so I, I don't get up to help at all I'm just like what is it's going fine. on and then, like, like a giraffe human right I just a giraffe human and it just was like and all I could think of was why was that not recorded? Like, that was the first what? question she asked me. I was like, are you okay? And she's like, did you record it? And I was like, no, you were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, I twisted my ankle, and I've been doing the rice method on my ankle. But, like, oh, that was so funny. I just couldn't. It was yeah, she just... legitimately twisted her ankle. Yeah, like... I did hurt myself in the process. But it was still, oh, snap. like, it was. <laughs> amazingly horrible and just i just because i know i know being six foot like every time i fall i fall slow motion right so there's some distance to cover so yeah exactly like it just you, you keep falling oh is we saw we saw still falling five minutes later right it just it's 
So I knew that it was hilarious. And I just wish I could have seen it because I know I haven't had a good laugh and I felt a good laugh, but I wanted to see it. It was just such shock. And honestly, there was a little laugh of recognition there as well because I have also done that same thing. Um, Like at home, and for the longest time, I lied to my whole family about this. So at home, we have like a little balcony thing to to the upstairs. And so it's like just high enough, just low enough that you can jump to it and grab onto the ledge of the balcony. And then I was like, <clears throat> I was doing parkour at the time. Um, in, in the park <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So- like the, the office parkour? Uh, parkour? Yes, like the real office parkour. parkour. <laughs> I was doing parkour in the park with friends like on the weekend. Like there's like a whole group, Houston parkour. They're legit. But like I was learning and I was like, oh parkour i can get that ledge and then climb onto the upstairs without having to use the stairs and so i get a running parkour. head start parkour i grab that ledge just like she did on the door frame but then my momentum pulled my little fingies off the ledge just like oh, it did on her no. i flew forward and i broke my elbow i landed on my elbow oh <laughs> and I had to wear like an elbow cast for like three months. <laughs> but I told my family because I was so embarrassed that like because we've all done this on our stairs. Like we have like kind of slippery stairs because they're made of wood. And like all of us have slipped with our socks down the stairs. So I was like, yeah, mm. no, I just fell down the stairs. That's what happened. I wasn't doing oh, parkour. God. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so- <laughs> parkour! <laughs> That, but we still had that same energy when she grabbed the door frame, flew just, through, and I, then just ate it eight times. Like, what happened? I don't know why I couldn't Because, like, she would, like, lock eyes with me, like, in the fall. She'd be like, look at me and be like, are you going to do anything? Or, like, I was like, you're falling. What? I can't. It's... It just wouldn't end. It just kept going. It's the fall that kept giving. Hello. And welcome to Third Culture Block, a podcast where we talk about our experiences that have led us to art and who we are today. I'm Mustafa Jabriya. I'm Ahmed Mustafa. And I'm Mohammed Ismail. So, guys, today is episode number 10. What? 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 10, guys. 10. 10 episodes. We have sat down under this blanket. That's like a high five worth of episodes. Three, two, one, go. High five. Oh! Um, All right, so what? I just high five myself. Well, you have to use both yeah. hands because one hand has five, and then the other hand has five. Yeah, so you whatever. Gotta, you gotta get the. <laughs> do it, do it, I'm sorry. Do it. <laughs> but seriously, no, I okay. can't believe it's actually been ten episodes. That's wild. It's crazy bananas, right? Yeah. I just um, uh, yeah. Like when you episodes. say ten episodes, I think. Have I been alive that long? That's a really long time, you know. Wow. <laughs> I don't really sense. feel that way. No, that was a lie. I lied. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to lie on audio like that. I've been playing a lot of Among Us, and the whole point of the game is to lie. So we decided that every 10 episodes, we're going to use that slot as a good little check-in episode um to check in on how we're doing what we're doing life and everything else in between do you want to know what i want to know 
after 10 episodes. What do you want to know after 10 episodes? Why has everyone forgotten the fact that Humpty Dumpty was pushed? Wait, what? No, he wasn't pushed. Was he pushed? He just fell, right? He fell off the wall. Humpty Dumpty the wall. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> Are you a Humpty Dumpty conspiracist and this has been like bubbling this whole time? That's what I want to know. It's not come up once. Okay, so first off, Humpty Dumpty definitely fell, and like, if if I mean, <laughs> did he? The man's name is Humpty Dumpty. He's sitting on a wall, like that. Listen, listen, for. listen. The very first line. What is it? Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall, right? Yeah. yeah. This guy's been sitting on the wall his entire life. It's not the first time. Oh it's not god, his oh first god, rodeo. Oh my god, 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 oh my god. Here, listen to this. The fact of the matter is that Humpty mm. Abu Dumpty did not accidentally fall off the wall. He was purposefully shoved off the edge of a cliff, beaten to a pulp, and then bombed to smithereens. Wait, what? According to who? End quote. ForeignPolicy.com. Wait, is this Abu Dumpty? Yeah, it's literally Forest. Foreign <laughs> I love policy. the end quote at the end to make it sound more official. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, this is probably like. What are no, your no, sources okay, here? Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Damn. They were using. They were it, They were talking about an actual like foreign leader and they were nicknaming him Humpty Abu Dumpty. But that was really good. That was really good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my gosh, there's an actual nursery like um, tale um, book that's called Who Pushed Humpty Dumpty and other notorious nursery tale mysteries. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just asking questions, okay? I'm just asking questions. Mohammed knows too much, we have to get him. Sorry, Uh, I mean, sorry, I thought we were muted. What? Um, What? Yikes. I don't know, Humpty Dumpty fell, right? Just no pushing, right? Anybody? Wait, so what's the third line? I can't remember. Humpty Dumpty had, uh, sat in a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. You of guys... course not. The freaking horses trampled on him. Yeah, I was about to say, like, okay, pushed or not pushed, that's fine. Like, for me, I the don't know. The horses trampled all over him. Yeah, what are the horses doing here? Like, there's the, those hooves don't have thumbs. They can't do anything. They're made for destruction and speed, you know? Guys, there are no accidents, Okay. That's I believe that as a Muslim, yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I've got the entire rhyme. Check this out: Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. He fell off the wall from the highest high, so high, he had a great fall from the highest high, high. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Humpty Dumpty sat on the ground. Humpty Dumpty looked all around. He's still alive! Oh my gone god. Gone were the chimneys and gone were the roofs. All he could see was horses and hooves. Oh my god! It was oh. a murder! Oh god! It was a murder. Not only was he pushed. He fell off the wall from the highest high, so high. He had a great fall from the highest high, high. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. The guy survived the fall. I'm saying Okay, so I yeah. think if, if if all the king's horses and all the king's men are coming out there, then the king sent an assassin for Humpty Dumpty. What's Humpty's agenda? Is this, a, what coup, is this a coup d'etat? A, 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 Wait, a coup wasn't d'etat? Humpty Dumpty the king? No. I thought he was the king. Humpty Dumpty's an egg. He was an egg king. No, he's no? not. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is king? 
I am the king of all eggs. Like <laughs> the kingdom of omelet? What is this? No. <laughs> oh my god. I think uh, I think you might have the story a bit scrambled, we saw. <laughs> it was obvious that Humpty Dumpty was poached by the king. Hey, hey, I'm just spitting hard-boiled facts, okay? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, so Humpty Dumpty was the name of a cannon used by the English royalists in the English Civil War. While under siege, an enemy's cannonball blew apart the wall upon which Humpty Dumpty sat, sending it tumbling to the ground. The cannon, a formidable weapon, was beyond repair. Ah, so apparently on a whim, a 19th century illustrator in Lewis Carroll's Through the Looking Glass depicted Humpty Dumpty as an egg. Oh, I like look Through the Looking Glass. I didn't realize that was like the mm. origin. An excellent theory. Come on, I read that straight from the website, guys. Crickets. Or as, as Wissal puts it, owls. 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 Oh, the owls, yes. <laughs> yeah, just put like a cricket sound. <laughs> we all forgot her own, like. No, no, no. I remember. No, the. Okay, I heard the crickets in my head, and it was just like one of those moments where it was like they hear the crickets too when I say crickets, right? Mm. But I can't make a cricket sound like cricket, cricket. No. In my brain, I was just like, and the owls, you know, all of that, like, deathly silence. Um, sound effects in the background or it's just like cricket cricket woo, woo, but without sound. Muhammad can you make cricket sounds uh, I cannot I can can you make it go you ready mm-hmm. oh bro I got my bat for the game today I'm gonna protect these poles right quick and hit the ball really far yeah that was almost as bad as your got him scenario I don't even know if that's um. good enough to bloop. <laughs> I feel like... A part of me has died. Those are six seconds I'll never get back. <laughs> I just... <laughs> <laughs> I just love how he's the only one I'm actually so laughing <laughs> at himself. I'm so pleased. <laughs> I'm glad it worked out. Ah. <sighs> So we thought we'd do something different for episode 10. Keep it casual and do just like a little bit of an art check-in. And if it works out, maybe we'll do it for every 10 episodes. What have I been doing? Let's see. I have been limiting my social media intake and outtake. I picked up an embroidery project that I had put down for quite a few months. Um, and it's kind of exciting. And I think one thing that got me into it was the fact that I really want to finish a project that I have started. Um, I do gratitude pages here and there. I do like sketchbook stuff. Um, so finishing a page in a sketchbook is gratifying, but, um, but it's still just in my sketchbook. It just, you know, me exercising my brain it's like now I want to I want to I want to do a race or competition or something like that um but 
yeah, so I have, I started that and I have a couple of other things that I am working towards. Probably taking some of my sketches and bringing them into life and seeing where, where I go with that. The embroidery pillowcase that I am currently working on, um, I think what made it a little bit easier to just pick it back up again is I did actually sketch out a page using similar designs and the similar colors and I filled up the rest of the page so now I have more visual color wise of how I want to finish up this said pillowcase. So yeah, so I think I'm in this state of mind where I want to finish projects rather than just working on sketching and exercising and stretching out my my creative mind. And I have been reading. I am juggling like three or four books right now Ooh. and it makes me so happy to start reading and then it's kind of like how people watch um, five different shows at the same time, you know, either whether they're binging the shows or... You haven't <coughs> been binge-watching anything while you're doing I it? have been binge-watching. Oh, okay. no, 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 I'm saying it, juggling the books is For the like... record, Ahmed asked that question knowing <laughs> what the answer was. <laughs> I, I just, I was waiting for you to talk about how, like, you were inspired uh, while you're doing your work. Wait. So I've been focusing quite a bit on two pages that I currently run, Libyan Tales and Libyan Words. Libyan Tales actually came first. I was really intrigued by my country's history and identity, which for the longest time I really didn't know much about. So I started just researching and looking into old photos of Libya and I decided to share the images that I found the most interesting and the most striking. Striking in the sense of they were the antithesis of what we were told Libya was by the dictator Gaddafi for over 40 years. And to see the country where I was born in a much more positive light was an amazingly refreshing thing to see. So I decided to, to start posting old photos and videos. And then I wanted to add another element to the whole page by having people do a takeover. For those listening, uh, Wissal and Ahmed have both done a separate takeover on there. So you could actually find them in the highlights. I liked it because it was almost like a juxtaposition of old photos and videos. But then here's also some recent material of Libyans today and what we are doing today. And I just love that positivity because it goes to show that we are still like that. It's just we were not given the chance or the opportunities that perhaps we should have been given. So the whole point of the takeover is that people see that there are Libyans everywhere doing amazing things. Are there like future plans for either of them? Because I feel like you have a good thing going, kind of dictionary and documentary. With Living Tales, I think the way it's going, the direction it's going, I'm, I'm happy with. People get to explore the past, but then they also get an exposure of what Libyan is doing today. However, with Libyan words, I'm, uh, I'm flirting with the idea of perhaps going into merchandise 
Um, because I, I just love the idea of holding a mug and having the word Behi on there. People wearing, you know, t-shirts with Libyan words on it. A bunch of Libyan minion ambassadors. So you like force people to be like, hmm, Jorma? What does Jorma mean? And the way I thought about designing it was to have the Libyan word at the front and then the explanation at the back. Because when the person's walking towards you, you would just see Behi or Tea or, you then... know, or whatever the Libyan word and then as they're walking away, you you turn around like... You do a double what take! What the hell does that mean? And the, yeah, and then the, de- the definition is on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, got him. I like that because it doesn't like... Oh, uh, got him. God. <laughs> you guys are just like slowly becoming part of my fan base. I know. It's a, it's a great, great logo. But please, calm yourselves. We're, we only allow... 50 of our shirts to be sold a year, and then we had to wait till next year. Okay, Supreme. <laughs> no, I think that'd be really cool, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would buy that. I don't know about Gotham, but I would buy that. And then you do, like, a Libyan tail shirt where it's, like, you have the picture uh, that you would post on the front and then, like, the video, res- like, uh, definition on the back, you know? Oh, the video definition? Yeah, no, you just, like, have a video running on the back of the shirt. Oh, okay. So how many just I you know, I it's so weird that never crossed my mind. I don't know why I never thought of that. Yeah, I just you can just put the video right there. Or you can do one of those hologram things where it's like not hologram, what is it called? The, yeah, like a hologram. Holographic. Holographics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where you like when you move it moves just oh, like that. That's all because then when people like double take and look at your back they have to do like a to see both so you, get everybody, so you get everybody dancing. Yeah. You're bringing joy to the world. And like, and if joy you, to the world. I'm just picturing like you walk through a crowd of people and like they see the shirt and then they all double take and look back at your at your holographic back and then they all start like jumping side to side to get the holographic and it just looks like you're cutting through a huge wave of people and <clears> ripples <throat> behind you. Your wake is immense. You are a movement. A boat through humanity. Not gonna lie. What? Not gonna lie. I stopped listening about two minutes. (laughs) No! (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Whatever. What happened to you? You will always support him. No, it's different. That's different. You know, I was just pooping words. He was supposed to be supporting you even with the pooping words. You were the chosen one. Oh, God. All right. (laughs) Guffaw, guffaw. Next one. I actually was also thinking about a t-shirt design, Mohammed Ismail. Oh, tell me more. Well, the uh, the contents of said design are quite proprietary, but it is uh, it is my first time designing and doing anything in the graphic design space. I have picked colors, I have made shapes, I have written words, and I have done it electronically. And I've even made the image transparent, so... Uh, look out for this just immense pun flooding the t-shirt market. You know, I'm definitely going to be be sharing that in the coming days. Very excited for that. I just want to say I've had a look at it and it is a hoot. 
<laughs> guys, it's really bad. Guys, I know it's bad, but it makes me so happy. <laughs> and I'm just going to share it. And then if you buy it, then boy, howdy, am I going to be even happier. But that's all I got. It's nothing. <laughs> nothing's good about it. I understand. But it, yeah. Aside from uh, bad pun t-shirt designs, I did like a poetry challenge uh, for a little bit. It was supposed to be 30 days. It ended up being six. I found this really interesting um, style of poetry uh, called a ghazal, right? And so it's like a descendant of the qasida. We can talk more about our Arab poetics if we want. But what I really liked about the ghazal is that like it's described as a as a chain of pearls. So each pearl is a couplet in the poem, but just like a pearl necklace, each pearl is distinct and unique. Though each of the couplets are connected by a rhyme or a phrase that the couplet ends in, like with a primer word and then the rhyming word at the end, none of them are content-wise similar. So you can write about anything you want. Like it's it, it for me what was fascinating when I first jumped into it is just like how free the whole thing was. Um and you you just write a couplet a day and it as long as it ends in the phrase then you're good. When I when I was researching it so I could do it justice. The way it was described is like ghazal is like is the sound that a gazelle makes when it's cornered, right? And so you think of mm. gazelle, yeah, yeah. So a, a gazelle is a gazelle, and a gazelle is the sound that it makes when it's cornered. And so I was like, why? How does that make any sense? But as I was writing it, it all came just too clear. The gazelle is like a very free form, running, like light animal that just does whatever. And that's kind of what this whole poem structure seems like. But as soon as I wrote the first couplet, I had locked myself and made up all these rules for myself inadvertently. I was like, oh, well, now I have, like, I've, I've got the end phrase, right, which is a given, but then I locked myself into a certain diameter and, like, certain punctuation and different content-adjacent things. It was very difficult coming up with a couplet that was completely different than the last one. Like, I did the first one just, it was like five, ten minutes, just popped it out. It's like, this is the thing. And then the next one, I kid you not, I spent 45 minutes continuously trying to get the song right, the song of the poem right, so that it, like, flowed and matched rhythmically, iamaterally, rhymingly with the last one. It's as if I just had taken this very free poem and cornered myself. I had put shackles on myself, and it it was it ended up being really hard. Like six six days later, I had met the minimum requirement for Rizal, and I had found myself just exhausted. So I had, I kind of stopped um, with with that. I, that that was kind of the end of that that poem. But I didn't continue on to doing more because it, it ended up being a lot of my evening just painstaking over syllables <laughs> i think the last phrase that i had was like it was just the word sand because i found this cool image of um sand blowing through some dunes every following couplet had to end with the word sand and every word before sand had to rhyme with buy fly deny and so that's like the first and part of the structure in and of itself I think it became harder because I'm used to making like a cohesive story and so trying to come up with random unrelated things for each couplet 
and still make them flow the right way and also rhyme the right way and also and also and then I just started making up rules in my head and I think it was difficult because like I wanted more structure I needed more structure it's because it's easier when you're told what to do particularly with creativity right it's you actually require more confines so you can focus on those areas rather than for example when it comes to photography the worst thing a client can tell me is like uh just take pictures okay but give me a certain parameter give me you need yeah you need more direction when it comes to that sort of thing so i can only imagine it being something similar when it comes to poetry right yeah no i agree i think a sonnet is very clear-cut and structured in a way that it's pretty easy to make um and make a good one i don't know but make one it's it's fine i think for Rizal, it's very difficult to figure out what a good one even is especially like if you take the context of how Rizal's manifested in the arab world so it was actually a poem a poet would show up to a city or a town or something and it would be a nighttime entertainment kind of thing. But the poet would say the first couplet, which ends with this um, almost like refrain, the, the phrase at the end. And so the crowd of people who were there, the poet was entertaining, would say the phrase back to the poet every time they finished the couplet. So the poet would say, blah, 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 by sand. And the people would say sand. And then the person, then the poet would say the next mm. couplet, blah 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 blah, and then the people would say sand, blah 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 blah. And so I, I kept putting that the the historical context in my head and trying to make it almost lead into the final phrase, as if it's so obvious that everyone around you is pulled into kind of the the story of the whole thing. And of course, it's my first time doing it, and you know, I, there's a lot of work that I need to do to to get to that. I think level, but that was something I was also trying to capture. Um, maybe setting too many expectations on myself. But it's an amazing thing that you started, though, mm-hmm. because that's that's usually the most difficult part. I am very good at ideating, but in order, the hardest things for me are consistency and starting. I have an easier time just throwing myself at something to just you know force it in the moment to start. But keeping that on going for a long time is is harder, I think, for me, unless it's built into a routine somehow. I have been doing some internal personal work. And with that, I have successfully disposed of some blocks that have allowed me to kind of explore different designs and different techniques and I'm ready to grow and I, I've been doing a lot of sketches and a lot of um, small paperwork. I've did one pottery project and I did one huge canvas project and I like I see so yeah I've been I've been I've been pretty active I've been pretty active I've been working on a bunch of stuff i'm not gonna say every girl but a lot of a lot of females out there women we know of the the chair right that we have in our bedroom where it's a chair that 
has a pile of clothing on it. It's a chair that you put your clothes that are not dirty enough to be like laundry, but they're not clean enough to put back. So they're just clean enough to wear again, but I'm not going to put them back into the drawer. So I keep them on the chair. Oh boy, Muhammad. Oh boy, get ready. It's oh a thing. Boy. One of Anyways, many. I was organizing it the other day. On the, the the back of the chair I had hanging was um, was this pillowcase that I started embroidering back in May. And then I stopped working on it for I don't even know why. Um, I got kind of blocked in the vision or it just it just took me a really long time to work on this specific part of it. And so I stopped working on it and I found it the other day and I was like, you know what? I'm going to finish this project that I started. And then within 48 hours, I finished this part that took me like months just to work on, just to finish. I have some really good momentum going on with it. Um, And I think one thing that I didn't know that I needed to do was not just sketch out a design because I did sketch out a rough draft quote-unquote of where I wanted to put different shapes but I didn't include color the first time around so it it made it difficult and made it really kind of uh, blocking in a way I guess without realizing that that's what I was missing and among one of the the different sketches and different small works that I've been working on was a replica of the pillow but with watercolor and I found myself filling it in with different colors and colors that I have in an embroidery thread. And so looking back at that piece has allowed me to build the confidence to finish this piece without realizing that that's all I really needed was a visual aid of balance of color because I love working with colors and I love the challenge behind balancing colors it brings me so much joy and it just makes me so warm and fuzzy and happy on the inside and so (laughs) it's because there's there's balancing shapes and forms and negative space um an activation of negative space which that on its own if you know me you know i live for that um the 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 more the 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 more tedious the project the better right but then add on top of it activation of negative space with color. Yeah, I am all about that. So I've just been, I've been working a lot. I guess in a way, my brain was kind of congested or constipated when it comes to ideas or drawings or sketches or forms. And I just have, I've been having a really nice even flow of of inspiration coming out as of lately and one thing I I will say that has been making it much more satisfying is that I'm doing it 100% for myself and so I don't feel this pressure of constantly having to update my social media and making sure the whole world knows that we saw it is active and artistically and we saw it as you know like I, I feel like it's before I did have that kind of stigma or that kind of pressure to constantly be actively creative so that people know that I'm actively creative. And I guess there's that imposter syndrome 
that took into to play ultimately where it was like if I'm not creating people don't see that I'm creating or if people don't see that I'm creating then that means I'm not creating and so it was allowing other people's judgment to define me but now it's like I've been I've been doing good I've been doing good Do you think the third culture artistic experience is all that different from other artist experiences? That's a good question. I feel like the third culture experience is is really there are definitely differences and and more of an identity crisis that comes into it, but I think it just kind of complicates the already confusing search for identity that artists have when they're making stuff. It's like well, at least you can build your voice and your identity based off things that actually exist rather than things that you've been taught that exist that don't actually exist, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I think finding your identity and I- implementing that identity in your art is just a general human experience. I think what we're talking about here is the perspective that we have in that journey. So all of us are kind of on the same road, if you will, for finding your identity and then implementing that. Mm-hmm. But we have different starting points and we have different routes and different considerations and complexities. And different exterior influences. influences. Yeah. It's kind of, this is a weird um, analogy, but stick with me. It's kind of like taking out the trash, right? Oof. If I, it, one person can take out the trash without issue, not really thinking about it. And another person might be battling depression or something. And so a simple task like taking out the trash becomes this unsurmountable mental block right there there are these actions that on their surface seem the same or very simple but depending on the person and the influences on that person that can be it doesn't help to say yeah you just take out the trash that's not communicated really in a helpful way at all so in that regard they are the same in a lot of ways but i think to minimize and maybe level all of the experiences arbitrarily without really talking about the influences is too arbitrary and maybe too wide sweeping so it's like same same but different yeah same same but different exactly mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> no i think i yeah going off of that i think it is in context both of the artists are Generally, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but generally trying to find your your personal identity within your art or trying to use your art to find your personal identity, um, whichever comes first, the chicken or the egg. But I think it when it comes to third culture kids, I, I guess the like we were saying earlier, like the exterior motives or the exterior influences are drastically different, I guess, um, in a sense where. It's not, well, my personality is just different from everybody else and I'm just trying to flourish my own personality. It's more along the lines of there's extreme heavy push and pull exterior influences that make you question your identity more and not to belittle anybody else's experience um, who is not quote unquote like from like in between two cultures to making that a third culture. And, and adds to the beauty of different, I guess.
Thank you so much for listening in. We're looking forward to hearing more of your questions in the future. We will post our topics on Twitter and Instagram, both Third Culture Block, and that's Third Culture Block with a three. I'm Wissal Jibril. I'm Ahmed Mustafa. And I'm Mohammed Smile.